You're listening to Aim for the Bushes. And then I wrote down white people from Remember the Titans. What's in your brain, Aaron? Mush? They're raining outside. No. So it's a podcast. It's a podcast. Alright, boys. For the first ever episode of our rebranded podcast, now titled Aim for the Bushes, it's football season. It's here. Oh, yeah. This is not an anomaly. This is not fake. This is not preseason. This is not... This is the big boy. This is the big... It's it's real. They'll just say that. And we're recording this after Thursday night's upset. Lions over the Chiefs. Gavin, Aaron, and Tyler here. First off, I think... Uh, Gavin, I think last night was... If anything, I wanted to give you your moment. It was a vindicating moment for you, would wouldn't you say? As a Explain. Giants fan, as a Giants fan, oh, watching yes. Kadarius Tony literally piss away. I didn't game. think you and, were going to bring this up, but you know, I needed to. You needed. You I can talk to about have the it. moment. Yes, go ahead. I can talk about it, dude. He, I knew he was bad from being on the Giants. He was hurt for the majority of his rookie season. Trading him away at the time seemed like, oh, well, this guy hasn't done a lot, but he still has all the talent that he could. The Giants got a third-round pick and a seventh-round pick for him, traded him away to the Chiefs, and turned that third and seventh-round pick into Darren Waller and their starting corner this year, Trey Hawkins, who is a rookie that is seeing promise as being a solid player. Uh, I saw a lot of Chiefs fans on Twitter that were talking like, oh, Giants are sad. Giants lost the trade because Kadarius Tony won a Super Bowl. Did it? Did, did he now? Did they really lose the trade? No, they didn't. I've he's he fights with Giants fans on Twitter all the time. He's DMing Giants fans all the time. I'm so glad that he he deleted his Twitter account last night. Had to. Had to. <laughs> I I go back and forth. I obviously want to give gotta give the Lions credit because going into Arrowhead. Opening night, regardless of who's playing or who's not playing, is impressive. Yep. But they they won by one, and Kadarius Tony single handedly gifted the Lions six points. I would almost say twelve because that one drop late in the fourth. Oh yeah, could have been a touchdown if he caught it. Mm-hmm. I I I know Kansas City, obviously. Not having Kelsey, a Hall of Fame tight end, is going to make a difference. But their receivers, I don't. Are they just? It's bad. I think it's honestly just Tony was like that bad because Rasheed Rice, who is a rookie, he had like three catches for like forty nine yards and a touchdown. He was solid. Justin Ross, I don't know how good he's really going to be, but he seems like he could MIA. be decent. Yeah, so he had I, a couple of drops. It was a uh, all thing. It was a, it was a great. I thought I liked it for an opening night. I was hoping for more points, but yeah, yeah. That's what I was. That's what I was about to say. My thing for the opening to to recap this game is I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to the Chiefs and to the Lions because last year on Thursday Night Football it was atrocious. It was so bad to watch, but we watched it because we love football and. Last night, it wasn't as high scoring as we thought it would be, and there were some ugly points. But my God, did we get such a good game 
comparatively to what we had to start off the season. I love football. I'm so excited we're here. Uh, Kadarius Tony should run and hide. Also, yeah. the Chiefs should just invest in a real wide receiver. Like, you I can saw they lose. might trade for Mike Evans. That's yeah. going to happen. I think that's – As soon as we left last night, that was kind of my first thought. Like, there's a couple guys out there. Uh, if Mike Evans can stay healthy, like, man, Patrick, like, and it wasn't Mahomes' fault. It literally was Kadarius Stoney. I don't know that I've ever seen a game where I can go, that dude cost them 14 yeah. points yeah. in a low-scoring game. There was – he was pushing things though, Mahomes. You even made a comment when we were watching it last night. There was like three or four pl- like throws that should have been picked off mm-hmm. from Mahomes. Yeah, like, there was some uncharacteristic plays for him, and I don't know if it there was were, just him pushing. There were it. routes too. Matt Nagy, awful. Matt Nagy awful. does yep. things. I like. I Third think and two. we might. Yeah. <laughs> and so here's the, here's the question: Is everybody's going to walk away from that and go? Travis Kelsey, man, missing Travis Kelsey was a big deal. And yes, but they still could have won that game without Travis Kelsey very easily, to be honest with you. The problem to me is, are we about to see how big of a gap there is without Eric the enemy? Yeah. And then substituting as a Packers fan, I loved when the Bears had Matt Nagy. (laughs) I loved it. It was beautiful because you knew he was going to get too cute and do some weird stuff. And so, yeah, I, I, there were just too many routes where guys were in the same place when the ball came through. You can't also, have that. Also, third and two, late in the fourth, and you yeah. do a direct hike to your tight end. And then a jet like, sweep to a jet the rookie. Yeah. So you take the ball out of, like, Patrick Mahomes. The best player in the world. Yeah, yeah, like what? Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I thought there was some, honestly, a couple of moments where Andy Reid kind of had a few, like, fat man brain farts. Like, <laughs> that fourth, I mean, the last, the Kansas City's last drive, it's fourth and 22 or whatever it was. And they had three timeouts in, like, two minutes and 30 seconds. You punt there. I don't, I mean, fourth and 20, you punt that with technically four timeouts left what's the craziest part of that is had sky Moore not dropped the pass they they would have converted the fourth and 20 yeah, yeah. Like, all of it was pretty wild but it's it's back so that was our thursday night game pretty good all things considered but now we're going to go through game by game and all the lines are provided from barstool sportsbook what we're looking for discuss what we're excited for and make our picks for the games so first game on the list is cardinals at commanders cardinals at commanders cardinals are going to be a dumpster fire i mean yeah this is going to be the washington chainsaw massacre um just talking about be uh eric Bieniemy. I, yeah. I said this uh, in our last football conversation about the uptick that I think we're about to see from Sam Howell, the uptick that I think we're going to see from the running backs, and also uh, Jahan Dotson, and they have a beautiful game week one in the – I'm sure they're tanking for Caleb uh, Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Is it Dobbs? 
Is that who I heard is starting? Josh. Dobbs. They haven't announced yeah. it. No, no, he hasn't announced it because for competitive advantage. It's definitely Joshua Dobbs, though. It's yeah. It's, it's dudes Dobbs. that weren't. It's dudes that weren't on the team two weeks ago. It's Dobbs and uh, the guy. The guy. Their backup. I don't even know his name. I heard it earlier, but I can't remember. Yeah. So I'm not going to waste time here. I'll throw my two picks in real quick. I'll take. <laughs> I'll take Commanders minus everything. Um, minus seven, I'll give that number. I don't care. Um, and then I will take the, I'll take, I'll take the over. It's 38 and a half. I'll take that. I think it's going to be pushing it, but I think we're probably looking at, uh, 34, seven, 34, 10. Yeah, I'm definitely taking commanders and I'll, yeah, it's at seven, so I'll take minus seven and uh that I'll probably follow suit and do the over at thirty-eight and a half, but I don't know if you guys we're about to see Jonathan Gannon is a special creature. I don't know <laughs> if you saw the clip the Cardinals released, and it was supposed to be like a hype clip, but dude, somebody betrayed. I don't know him. what he was talking about. I don't because even know what he was talking he said, about. He said, How many of you drove in here today? Waited, waited for them to raise their hand. How many of you rode uh rode the bus here? Do you feel that fire in your belly? And you just look around to like <laughs> all the players in there, they're kind of like, What? What? He said, We mm-hmm. I want some I want some killers out there. And it was just like, What are like what's the conversation here? What does our transportation here connect to killers on the field? Like, what are we doing? The more things I hear him say, the more confident I am that Aaron's take from last week was they will win one game. Yeah, I agree. I might have gone too high. Yeah. <laughs> I might have gone too high. It might be zero games, but yeah. Yeah. Kevin, what do, what do you got for your picks in that game? Yeah, I'm sticking. I'm the same. Uh, Commanders minus seven and give me the over. Okay. I think it's going to be like 35 to 10. Okay. Honestly, the Cardinals might not score, and that's the only the only threat to the over is the Cardinals not putting any points on the board. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, James Conner will do good enough to get them at least a touchdown. Something there, yeah. All right, our second game: Panthers at Falcons. The line is currently at three and a half. Yeah, yeah. I think this is actually a pretty interesting game. Two high, high picked uh, offensive weapons, uh, Bryce Young and uh, Bijan Robinson. Um, I like. The, I think I like the Panthers to cover, and maybe win. Uh, so I'll take the Panthers plus three and a half. May I might bet their money line. Probably not though. And give me the over. 39 and a half, I think, is what it is. Yes, 39 and a half. I am... If I could redo my pick, I would. Because I like the Falcons. So I'm going to take the Falcons' money line. And, yeah, I definitely like the over here. 39 and a half, I'm pretty comfortable with that. So Falcons' money line and... I'll take the over. 
I think the Falcons' running attack is too much for Carolina. I think their defense does well enough, but I'm going to take the under with two very young quarterbacks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this game ends in the like twenty to seventeen range, twenty fourteen range. And I'll take the under there. What yeah, I could pick? see it going did either have, way. Did you pick the Falcons straight? Yeah. I've got the Falcons plus the or the Falcons and the points. Okay. So I'm the only one taking the Panthers points. I don't know yeah. if they'll win, but I think they definitely cover. I'm thinking like 24-21 type game. Yeah, that's what that one's gonna be good. I want to see what Bijan is. Have a lot of hope. The Panthers have a solid defense, especially their front seven is pretty solid. So it'll be a good test for Bijan. All right, Titans at Saints. Titans at Saints. The line right now is at three, three points, and I like. Uh, I want to say the Saints, but Mike Vrabel. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Saints. I'm gonna say Saints minus three, and I'm gonna take the under. Because I think this is one of those games Mike Vrabel is going to make is is going to make very dirty and grimy and like they usually do if they're going to be in it. But I think it's going to be close. It's, it's a high close. point total. Forty two is that's pretty lot. high. So I'm definitely taking the under on that. Hmm. Man, I don't like this game at all. I can't figure this game out at all. Um. So I'll just – I haven't picked an underdog yet, so I'm going to take the Titans and the points. I'll take the three points with Tennessee, but I will take the over. Hmm. I think Derek Carr is going to air it out. So I think that Tennessee might try and uh, – they're going to have to score some points. But give me give me 24-21 uh, or something close, 24-22, something like that. I don't even know if Tennessee's going to win the game, but I'll take them in the three. I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah, I I think this is going to be one of those games that is like a weird a weird score. Like you think, oh, that might be Scorigami, but it's like not. It's going to be like 17 to 16 or something stupid like that. Um, definitely taking the under. I like the Titans plus the points just because, I mean, yeah, I think I agree. Titans plus the points and uh, over. I'm mean, not over. Sorry, under. I am high on the Saints though this year, which worries me about that pick. But Mike yeah. Vrabel, week one, yeah. he's going to run the ball probably. Derrick Henry's going to have 40 carries. <laughs> I think it's a huge coaching disparity. I don't even know the name of the Saints coach. Dennis he was there Allen. last year, huh? Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen, pass. Give me Mike Vrabel. Salad pass. <laughs> he might win coach of the year this if they if they win 13 games, he wins coach of the year. Actually, I don't know. Dan Campbell's exists, but yeah. What a great quote last night, by the way. Like, did your team surprise you at all? He said, No. I expected <laughs> us to win. Like, what an animal. Just I loved his halftime press conference when he goes, uh 
he's talking about it and he's like, I know you're going to ask about the defense. So let me just answer it for you. We just got to contain Mahomes. That's always been the game plan. It still is the game plan. <laughs> yep. So Jaguars <clears throat> at Colts. Sorry, this game stinks. Yeah, it does. Um, Man. It's a divisional game. There's too many expectations on the Jags. I'll take the points with the Colts, and I'll Ooh. take the other. I Everybody expects them to just come out and blow the doors off Indianapolis. Um, and I don't think we have a reason for that yet. It's still a division. Four and a half is a lot in somebody else's building, and Jacksonville does not do well, typically, up in Indianapolis. So... Uh, Jaguars win the game. I don't know if they're going to win by five points. And what I can't, I just lost it. It was 46 points. Yeah. 46 and a half. Yeah. No, under, under, under. I I agree on the under. I'm definitely taking the under. Uh, I, there's always that, there's always a few games in this division, the AFC South, where it's like, something stupid like nine to three or nine to six where they don't score any touchdowns. They just kick field goals the whole game. I'm going to take Jags plus minus four and a half or whatever the points are, uh, but I don't love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm definitely taking the under like the rest of you. And are we keeping track of our locks here? Right? Yeah, you can. You want to do a lock? Okay. Yeah, sure. We can do that. I already missed one of mine. But... Lock in Jaguars minus four and a half. This isn't going to be close. Anthony Richardson is ass. I don't, I don't understand the hype around it. Maybe one day. Maybe he'll be great one day. Part of it is the guy went into Philly against third stringers, scored a touchdown going five for 17, and then decided to flap his wings like a moron. So I'm I'm all out on Anthony Richardson. I'm all out on the Colts. They might get blown out at home, and I pray they do. And I pray every indie fan on Facebook is going to be complaining, selling their season tickets. Jaguars plus 50. Okay? <laughs> By 50. I, this is not going to be close. I understand it's divisional. I understand there's the – Stuff behind them not traveling well to Indy, but I don't think this is going to be close at all. Give me Jaguars. Wow. Tyler with the first lock of the season. Jags minus four and a half. Yeah. We're also, Tyler's bias is showing. Uh, (laughs) Tyler's the only person that gets that angry about someone doing something in preseason that he is not, he will not pick Anthony Richardson for anything all year. Yeah. the annoying, yeah. the most annoying part was like the way he was hyped up for doing it. Like, oh, he's a dog. Oh yeah, real tough guy. Real tough guy yeah. going in. Into- that game's gonna stink, but I think this next game coming up is gonna be a game that's gonna be fun. Bengals um, Browns. Yeah, I think it, it might be. There's a couple good games at one o'clock. I think this could be a good game. Bengals Browns. It looks like the line is Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati minus two points. The over under is at forty seven and a half. Give me Cincinnati and the points, and I'm taking the over here. Um, 
I think I'm good with I'm good with both teams scoring in the 20s here. Um, I I believe we're going to see a better version of Deshaun Watson. I'm hoping for the NFL's sake we see a better version of Deshaun Watson. I don't want to see that version. And in his last two games last year, uh, he was in the top 10 of fantasy quarterbacks. So give me, yeah, give me the Bengals minus two. I still think they're too much. And give me the over. Um, Looking for a better version of Watson on the field or off the field? I mean, his stats off the field are pretty good, too. Uh, (laughs) 23 for 23, I think. But I don't know past that. Allegedly. So. Uh, I agree with Bengals points. Give me Bengals minus two. Uh, but I think this is an under game. Uh, I think there's, I mean, early in the season, we saw last year Bengals coming off of a Joe Burrow preseason kind of injury. Uh, they he they had like five turnovers, and it was a slugfest between them and the Steelers. I see the same kind of game, maybe not as many turnovers, but I see like a low 20s to 20 game. It'll be just under that 47 and a half. So... I'm gonna take the Bengals. Minus I'm gonna yeah, minus two. I'll take the over forty seven and a half. But I think it's interesting is the Bengals are here's a number for you. Last ten meetings they've had with the Browns. The Bengals I'm sorry, the Browns are eight and two versus the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I'm still I think this will be a good game, like Aaron said. I'm excited to see I have Sean in one league, so I'm hoping he's somewhat of a version of himself. He was in Houston. And is this the – I'm surprised you didn't take the Browns here, Aaron. You're high on uh, the Bengals being kind of taking a step back this season. But mm-hmm. I don't you know. picked him to miss the playoffs, a, didn't he? Yeah. That's why yep. I figured this wouldn't be the – Listen, in the, in the AFC, someone has to. Right. Yeah, and I just true. have a weird feeling. Uh, Joe Burrow gets hit too much. And I don't want to talk any more about it because I think he's awesome. He's great for the league. But I am genuinely scared for that dude's health because if they don't protect him more, it's going to catch up to them. And if they don't have him, six and six and 11 is staring them dead in the face. And so. You get Miles Garrett coming around the corner three times or whatever in one of these early games. Like, uh, they're one of the teams that can't – they won't survive without him. So. We uh we missed talking about this. Uh, Joe Burrow, last night, right as the game started, signed a mega deal, five years, $275 million, yeah. which is highest paid Good on in NFL history. Good on Cincinnati. Keeping that guy around. Made done, don't even mess with it. Why did they not wait one day to make that announcement? Like right as the season is starting, they I think it's tapes. like two minutes into the fourth quarter, um, first quarter, and they make that announcement. Tied to the Bengals, though, there also was a report I saw that they're probably not going to be able to extend T. Higgins. Yeah, they never were going to be able to. They're, they're going to trade him. They're yeah. not close. I don't know. The way they talked in the off season, he was acting like he was going to take some discounts to like keep the whole band together, but no, a total so high. They don't need him to. They don't need him for the band. They'll find another. They'll he's find. He's gonna make. 
if he goes out to free agency, he's going to make a minimum $18 million a year. Because he's like, him and Ayuk are the two best receivers going into free agency next year. And Mike Evans. Speaking of Mike Evans, that takes us into the other 1 o'clock game, Buccaneers-Vikings. I actually think this is going to be the highest scoring game of the week. Yeah. I, I think I think this over gets crushed. So I'm going to take the over, and I'm taking the Buccaneers plus five. I think Bar- Baker Mayfield is going to spark a little bit of life into that offense. They still have good weapons in Tampa Bay. Rashad White is not bad, and you have um, I'm you have Mike Evans and you've Godwin. got Godwin. I Baker Mayfield. Um, we've talked about his downfield percentage. I think he's going to throw bombs, and I know Mike Evans isn't happy, but for this game against Minnesota's defense, I think they're going to keep that game close and give me the over 45 and a half. Yeah, I I wrote down Vikings points, but I cannot imagine they win by a touchdown in this game unless it is truly like a touchdown back, touchdown, touchdown, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Then I could see them winning by seven, but they're, a, a field goal in there somewhere has me landing on Bucks uh, plus the points. What is it? What does Barstool have it at? I've got five and a half written down from DraftKings. Even five. Give me Bucks plus the points, and uh, this is my lock for the week uh, over 46 points, 46 and a half, whatever. It's going to be like 31 to 35 or something like that. Yeah. I'm all in on the over for sure, but I have zero faith in the Bucks. At all throughout the season, I don't know what I don't know what the blind faith in Baker Mayfield is. From what we've seen, uh, you had disgruntled number one wide receiver. Not that he's going to do anything. He just you're not willing to pay him. I like Rashad White, but you got an old defense. I just don't think like the Vikings defense isn't good. That's why I like the over here because the Vikings didn't really do a whole lot to improve it. They actually lost people on the defensive side. And it's going to be a big game for Justin Jefferson. They've got nobody on over there that can really cover him. But I've got Vikings money line and definitely taking the over for this one. I would probably take the Vikings, whatever their team total is, over plus 10. Because oh, yeah. I think they're going to score a ton of points. Especially like Jordan Addison, he might go off. Because their attention is going to be on Jefferson. Tension's always on Jefferson, though. Yeah, but even more than it has been. So our next game is Niners at Steelers. Oof, yeah. And for me mm. here, I think this is going. This is this might be my more, my most like anticipated game to watch of the of the week. To be honest, yeah, I'm going to take the under here, forty one yep. and a half, and. I think the Steelers win by 10. I think this is one of those games where they come in and I don't have as much faith, nearly as much faith as Aaron does in the Steelers this season overall. But I think this is one of those games where Niners come in feeling themselves off of a what they feel like should have been Super Bowl trip last season. Now that they got their quarterback back and they just, they just get punched in the mouth. That's what I think is going to happen this game. I yeah. think Brock Purdy is going to be embarrassed this game. Yep. And 
Yeah, give me Steelers plus two and a half. Easy, easy right there. Yeah, I'll let Aaron go last here since he's the Steelers boy. I'll go ahead and slide in real quick. Uh, I'm taking Steelers money line so easily, like you said. You said that you were talking about how the 49ers fans think they should have made the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. If Brock Purdy played in that game, they were not beating the Eagles. I did not care what anybody thinks. Also, Uh, Gavin, sorry if I interject here. If you don't want your quarterback hurt, don't block the best pass rusher on the other team with an effing tight end. That's yeah. stupid. That's dumb. That's bad coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me give me Steelers money line. I might even play around with the alternate spread and take them, like you said, minus 10 maybe, minus 6. I'll mm-hmm. do something like that. Uh, I do think it is an under, though, under 41 and a half. It's going to be sure. like, yep. like uh, I don't know, 20 to 10 maybe. Yeah, that's my pick there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you guys are both uh, you guys are both speaking my love language. Uh, I saw this game. I saw the spread. This is clearly to me what I think is going to be going into it. Everybody's going to think this is the best game of the week. I think T.J. Watt is about to show uh, Mr. Purdy how dangerous uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is. I think Mike Tomlin is going to give a coaching seminar to Mike Shanahan, or is it? Kyle Did I do Shanahan. that again? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. My gosh, I'm still upset about uh, the 1998 Super Bowl where Mike Shanahan beat Green Bay, but I think Brock Purdy's really going to struggle, and I'm not saying Kenny Pickett is going to have a field day, but I think the combo of Harris and Warren. Small connections to Fryermuth, good routes from Johnson, and then probably a deep ball or two to Pickens is all they're going to need. I think they're going to put Purdy in a bad situation. So, yeah, 24-10 feels feels right to me. But I don't know that this game is close, like bell to bell. So I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Steelers and the points. Like, I have this. I have the 49ers with a significant drop-off. That was my prediction, that they're going to lose games that they won last year. This is one of those games. The Steelers are going up. The 49ers are going down. And I think that starts here. Yeah, this would – if I hadn't already picked a lock, I would almost lock down the Steelers' money line. That's how I feel about yeah. this game. Give me a fun one. So Texans at actually, Ravens. Real yeah. quick with my last I think it actually will be a pretty boring game, but I still think yeah. that the Steelers win by at least seven. I think the excitement will be watching because the Niners at all offseason have been hyped as like some people think they're the best team in the NFC, but it's either first or second best team in the NFC. And like yeah. to go it to first game of the season, go get punched in the mouth, healthy. Have they been talking about if we're healthy, we do this, we do that. I think that's what the excitement will be. Plus DJ Watt. TJ Watt, three sacks. Yeah. I bet his line is at two and a half, and I would take that for sure. Yep. It's probably a one and a half, honestly. So mm. now to a not so exciting game, at least in my book. Texans at Ravens. Yeah. Anyone? Barn burner. <laughs> Ravens minus a million and <laughs> over. That's uh, my pick there. Yeah, I'm on the same page with you on that one. 
Ravens. Yeah. I think it's at nine and a half right now. Yep. Nine and a half, and the over is 43 and a half. Are we all on the same page with this one? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be like 42 to seven. The maybe they score. Maybe the Texans score a touchdown. The, prob- the problem is if this was old Ravens system, this may be set up for an under, yeah. but their defense isn't as good. And now that they have Todd Munkin as their OC, they're literally going to pass more. So if yeah. Lamar Jackson goes out with the intent of passing against somebody like Houston, Houston's going to be able to score a touchdown, maybe two touchdown and a couple field goals. But th- yeah, this has got this has got 31, 34, 17 written all over it to me. Yeah. It's like there was a I think the year Lamar won the MVP, it was Ravens, Dolphins, I think, and it was like fifty nine to ten. I think we have possibility to see a fifty burger. I think I think we could see two dudes over a hundred yards receiving too for Baltimore. Okay. And Zay Flowers think, and Odell. I don't even know. Like Zay Flowers, happen. Mark Andrews, yeah, Rashad Bateman, maybe four. Give Odell some too. <clears throat> yeah. Well, good. We can be done talking about that game, that trash <laughs> game. Nobody's watching that game unless you're a fan okay, of those so the, I got a question about this next one. We're going into Philly, New England. The, I everywhere I see, I see New England being like the sneaky team to like maybe compete for a wild card spot. No. My read is just so far off of that. Yeah. I see New England getting drummed by every team in that division. Mm-hmm. I like I see them maybe pulling up an, an upset and like I know it's Belichick, but I think Mac Jones is trash. So I think the Eagles defense is going to eat him for lunch on Sunday. Um, Their old line is terrible. Like, I, I don't know about 44 and a half points, though, just because, like, I, I don't know that the Patriots I, – I, I could see the Eagles shutting the Patriots out here. I really yeah. do. I don't see Mac Jones. He has no offensive weapons outside of Steve. So I'll give him a touchdown, but that means the Eagles then got to score 38. And at some point, I think they're going to take the foot off the gas. So I'll take the Eagles, the points, and I'll take the under. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's like 35 to 0 is the score we're looking at. Legit. Yeah. Eagles, points, and the the under for sure. Absolutely. I think this is one of those games if you're betting. I know Aaron did a couple times. If you're betting for like the big three touchdowns, Hurts, rushing, Devontae, and A.J. Brown, this is the one to do it because – they also don't yeah. – I, I, it sounds like the Patriots aren't going to have their number one corner. And then they've got that rookie. Uh, was it Christian Gonzalez? He's yeah. playing, but then you've got – he's going to have to pick his poison with who they're going to guard. And I think this is – I think this is a big Dallas Goddard Bro, game. Who are their – legitimately, who are their receivers? Who? Patriots? Yeah. Juju. 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 Schuster. Juju. No, I'm serious. That's their number one. No, I one. know. That's why. Yeah. That's no, I know. Awesome. So, yeah. Can they can they have negative points? Can we take points from them? 35 to negative four. That's my score. <laughs> Let me look at their depth chart. Let's read these off real quick. This might be funny. I think Devontae Parker's still there. They still – they might have Hunter Henry. Oh, yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster. Devontae Parker is there, too. Kendrick Bourne, who was good with the – he was okay with the 49ers. Matt Slater, which he is uh, a special teamer. 
And then Demario Douglas, Tyquan Thornton, Trey Nixon. Nobody knows any of those guys. They do have Hunter Henry and Mike Kosicki at tight end. Mike Kosicki's not bad. Yeah. That's the booty. That's the blowout of the week. That's the booty blowout of the week right yeah, there. I completely blowout. agree. Yeah. All right. Next game is Rams at Seahawks. Rams at Seahawks. Rams don't have Cooper Cup for at least this week. Possibly the rest of the season. Who knows? Rams defense has gotten worse. Mm -hmm. Um, Not having Cooper Cup is going to kill them because Van Jefferson might work as a two. He's not going to work as a one. So I think the one target this week will be Higby. The biggest question here is Matt Stafford. What does he look like? Does he look like Stafford of two years ago? Or, or does he look like Stafford at the beginning of last year? I'm more inclined to believe that uh, he is not going to look good, and uh, I'm on the Seahawks train. So I'm going to take – uh, five is a lot, though. I'll take the Seahawks in the five. I'm going to take the under, though, here, too. 46 and a half. Um, I got 28-10, 31-10 in that range. So yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I think this is Seahawks win most likely, but five is a lot for me. So I'm gonna go Rams plus five. Uh this is one of those like you said, I don't know with Stafford what he's gonna look like, but I I could see the Rams winning this. Yeah. Weird. I'm like this is these these NFC South games are weird or <laughs> sorry, NFC West games are weird. And it's the four o'clock slate. It's always the one that like it's ugly the first half. And then like the red zone starts to kick to it later in the fourth quarter. And it's like crazy stuff going on. Yeah. I think this is a big Tyler Higby game. I, yeah. Give me Rams plus five and definitely the under at 46 and a half. That is very high, but it's my pick. Yeah. I think, I think I agree with you, Tyler plus five for the Rams. I think they stay within those five to four to five points. Cam Makers has been hyped up, at least in fantasy terms. He's been garbage his first two years, three. I don't know how long he's been in the league. Is he good at all? I don't even know. He's hyped up in fantasy. Always. I don't get it. If he runs good, I think this could maybe go over, but I'm I'm going to take the under just because I don't believe in him being any good. Is this Sean McVay's last year in L.A.? Yeah. If, if they don't, so. if they don't turn things around, yeah, yeah, yeah. You took Seahawks minus five, right? Yeah, I know that points a lot, but I, again, I think this is a tale of two different things. I think we're seeing, unfortunately, I think we're seeing the end of one of the more underrated quarterbacks of all, like especially of my lifetime. Yep. Matt Stafford will never go down in those like all-time greats, um, but he played in the worst city, the worst franchise for thirteen years whatever it was. And I'm glad he got a Super Bowl, but I just don't I don't see it. I think that I think that show is ending in LA. And uh the Gino show looks good. They're gonna put up points in Seattle, I think. Yeah, so, I almost want to take I'm flirting with the idea of just taking Seahawks money line, but that's not as fun. I think they definitely win, but I think Something about it makes me seem the Rams could keep it close, but on the other side, I could see 
DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and Tyler Lockett putting up a million points. Let's. I want to revisit real quick that trade, the Rams and Lions trade. That's going to go down as like one of the more even trades. Yeah, overall like NFL history because the Rams got what they wanted. They wanted that Super Bowl. They built that juggernaut. They understood Stafford wasn't like a long term. Like it wasn't going to be a long term thing. It was a window that they had. And now Goff is leading one of the more interesting NFC teams. And they've got they had all those first round picks that they've clearly turned into something special. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. What's crazy though is we had a shot too to see Matt Stafford with Dan Campbell. Oh yeah. And like that would have been electric to see him and his arm talent with somebody like Dan Campbell. Like last night they would have put up they would have put up 40 points last night on Kansas City. If like two years ago Matt Stafford's playing. Matt Stafford playing with Amon Ross St. Brown, dude. <laughs> He's got those two backs. Like, oh my gosh, it would have been great. Shout out to that rookie tight end, by the way. Fantasy watch. That dude fed him a lot. Top 10 tight end for. Or so. Yeah. All right, what's next? We've got your boys. Your boys, Packers at Bears without Christian Watson. Is Romeo Dobbs going to play, Aaron? He's questionable. He's questionable, but he practiced. So Christian Watson is a definite no. Yeah, he's out. He's out. Oh, he's out. I'll let you guys go first. I had Packers money line before. I just heard what you said because they're underdogs. It's mm-hmm. the lines at one and a half, though. Yeah, I st- give me Packers plus one and a half regardless of the wide receiver injuries. Uh, give me the under, too. I think it's going to be a old-school NFC North battle. Uh, I think they're going to run the ball down their throat. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, that's what they're going to have to do. Justin Fields might have 80 to 100 rushing yards. Who cares? Uh, I think the Packers pull it out. Give me the points, though, plus one and a half. Plus one and a half? Oof. I don't. I th- the Christian Watson thing bothers me, but I still, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna follow suit with the money li- or not the money line Packers plus one and a half, but I think this one goes over. Yeah, I'm gonna take forty one and a half over and Packers one and a half, but I don't love either of them. I'm going to take the over here because the Bears defense is not great. So I do think the running game will help. And it's only, it's 41 and a half. The Bears offense, I think, is improved enough that they're going to be able to move the, down, the ball down the field. This is tough for me because it's like, we just don't know what you're going to get with Jordan Love. And then you take away his number one receiver and his number two is hurt. So, like, I want to take this time now to apologize to Aaron. anybody that's listening. Oh. Um, no, nah, I'm kidding. Give me the Packers <laughs> money line. We're going to win this game like we win every game in Chicago. It doesn't matter. Green Bay, Jordan Love is the king of the north, bud. 
and we're coming for you, Chicago. That little glimmer of hope you thought you had that you were going to finally take over this division and that you were going to be Green Bay's dad? Wrong. The best you got to offer, we're going to be missing two receivers and we're still going to win in Chicago. It doesn't matter. Packers, 31, Chicago, nothing. We win. Woo! All likelihood, though, I think I've got this game probably like 28-25 Green Bay. Yeah. I'm thinking 21-17 Green Bay because I like the under here. I think Aaron Jones might have a game. Yeah. Watch out, Luke Musgrave. We might need him. Also, nice. uh, the third wide receiver, I just blanked on his name. Um, He's a rookie wide receiver this year. Give me just a second. Also, side note, Sean Nixon, we pulled him up for our special teams last year, and he ran three kickoffs back in like the last six or seven weeks. Our special teams are a lot better, so I think we're actually going to have pretty good field position if they do go out and score. So that's I, I think that kind of stuff is going to help Jordan Love, and I don't think he's going to be making a ton of mistakes. Um where is this? Jaden Reed. At? Yes, Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed's the guy that I think you're going to see his name. Him and Luke Musgrave. If Dobbs doesn't play, substitute him in. Doesn't matter. The second they put on that green and gold, they know who they they're better than, and it's the monsters of the midway. They've been monsters since the mid '80s. <laughs> they were pretty good in 2016. Their defense. Mm. When they won the North. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers was hurt most of that year. It's, I, I understand, but. Yeah. We still made the playoffs, right? 2016. I think you're thinking of 2018, 2019, Gavin. Is that what it was? I think Trubisky you're talking about? Like when. Yeah. Double doing. Was it, yeah, was it 2018? Was 20, yeah. Yeah, it was 2018. Yeah, the closest they've got is hitting the field goal twice or hitting the upgrades twice. Shout out Cody Parkey. Shout out Nick Foles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So All right. Raiders at Broncos. I'm. Go- I'll start here. I'm definitely at the lines at three and a half. Give me. Yeah, give me the. I'm gonna take the Broncos money line here. I like the Broncos with Sean Payton this year, not to do anything of significance, but to at least beat the Raiders. So give me the Broncos three and a half, and I'm taking the under for sure. 43 and a half. I will never, unless they, until they've like consistently proved me wrong, I'm never, ever taking an over with Russell Wilson as the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Never again. In my life will I do that unless he proves something, but I do think they can beat the Raiders. I'm gonna my my thing here. I'm 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 exactly on the same page with you. I'm gonna take the three and a half with Denver and under. I I got the Raiders scoring maybe I got them scoring single digits in this game. Denver defense is still really good. That stat from last year that had the Broncos offense, it was like 19 points. Had the Broncos offense scored 19 points, they would have had double digit wins. That's bananas. When you think about how bad those games were last year, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo cannot throw the ball down the field. Um, 
I know they've got Adams and I know they've got Jacobs, but no one's going to be scared that he's going to like throw that throw it over the top. So uh, I'll take Broncos twenty to ten. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm going Raiders points for sure. Give me Raiders plus three and a half. I think Jacobs and Adams are good enough. Garoppolo will do what he can, uh, and I think for the Raiders to be able to win this game, it will have to be an over. But I can't take an over with Russell, just like Tyler said. So give me the under and give me a Raiders plus the points. We're all across the board here. Gavin's got Raiders plus three and a half. I have the Broncos money line. Aaron's got Broncos minus three and a half. But we definitely, guys, we have to stand in solidarity at least until we've gotten like three games in a row where they hit the over. No. I'll do it. If they look good this week against the Raiders, I'll do it next week. I, I I want Russ to be – Russ is my guy. Russ is my guy. I want him to be good. And so, like, if they look okay, I'm going to I'm gonna start picking the over. So. All right. Dolphins at Chargers. This one should be fun. Mm-hmm. This is the best game, best game, I think, of the day, maybe. The this will be the most fun to watch. No yeah. questions asked. Anybody? Yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll take it. I'll go. Over fifty-one is mm-hmm. for sure. Give me that. It's going to be over sixty, probably like thirty-five to forty-two, something like that. Uh, and I like the Dolphins money line. Dolphins money line. I like that. Tua Tua is my guy. I got him winning the MVP. Dolphins all the way. I'm going to go Dolphins plus three. Yeah, for sure. Dolphins plus three and the over all day. All day. 51 and a half. I would throw some player props in there too. Like mm-hmm. Jalen Waddles receptions, Tyreek Hills over on yards. Give me Keenan Allen's receptions, his over on yards. Austin Eckler, whatever his reception total is, give me that over. Everything over on this game. This is my this is my like if you want to bet a game with a lot of touchdowns to win some kind of five dollar parlay for a couple hundred bucks, this is the game to do it. This yeah. is the game where you could have six or seven touchdowns. So bet a guy to have bet four guys to have one in this game. I think that's great. This is my lock of the week for the over here. Yeah. I agree. I think this I think this is closer to sixty five than it is yep. fifty one. Um yeah. but I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go, we're in LA. I'm going to take the Chargers minus the three. I don't love teams having to travel that far and get those kind of points. Um, I like the Dolphins' trajectory a little bit more for the season, but starting out with everybody healthy, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, I think they have too many pieces. Um, but yeah, lock of the week for me, 51 and a half. It was that or uh, the Redskins minus seven, but I'm going to take that. Speed travels. Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. That's all. That's all I need to say. No, he's, he's right. It's true. That speed <sighs> yeah. Ask Henry Ruggs. Traveling right to jail. <laughs> wow. That was, that was quick. It was. Yeah. It was very quick. <laughs> very quick. <laughs> All right. 
Okay. Gavin, no you want to go first or you want to yeah, go last? Can, Gavin, this is yours. You want? Yeah, you tell me what no, you want here. I'll Cowboys go last. At, you guys okay. go ahead. Go ahead. Cowboys at Giants. The Lions three and a half. I'm definitely taking Giants three and a half, and I think they win outright. Uh, is Waller playing? Do you, is it anything concerning? He's playing. He's, he's playing. playing. Okay. If yes, Waller, it's a, it's yeah, a smoke screen. Okay. I think the Giants are like the way the Cowboys have been hyped this offseason. It's no different than any other offseason. I understand that, but it's disgusting, to say the least. And yeah, give me Giants plus three and a half. I think this is going to be. I'm taking the under. It's forty five and a half. I do think there's going to be. It's going to be like a little bit of a struggle, but I do like the the Giants overall in this game. Okay. I I actually think the offseason I read the offseason a little bit different than what you said. I think more people are doubting the Cowboys than they're like hyping them up. I think the Cowboys just get more press because they're the Cowboys. Like they're going to get press. I just think the Cowboys defense is too good for the Giants to win the game. I do like – I think it's going to be close. I think this is a one- or two-point game. So I'm going to take the Giants and the points. But I'm taking the over here. I'm taking 46 points for sure. Um, It's still like Tony Pollard, Dak Prescott, and maybe – Maybe one of the more underrated offseason acquisitions. Uh, Brandon Cooks is going to be money for Dak Prescott. He, I think he really will. I think Brandon Cooks succeeds everywhere he goes. So I'll take the Giants in the points. Um, and I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to – it's uh... – Giants have not beat Dak Prescott since 2016. We have beat the Cowboys in 2021, but he was Dak Prescott was not playing. Last time we beat the Cowboys was when Odell Beckham was on the Giants, if that puts it anyway, against Dak Prescott. Um actually I don't think that's right. I don't think Odell was on the team. Whatever. The Giants win this game 24 to 20. I think so. Give me, yeah, Giants money line, and I think that's the under at my score prediction. So give me the just under. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard. It really I think it all depends on how well our right tackle Evan Neal plays, because they're gonna put Mike Micah Parsons on Evan Neal every single time because Micah Parsons is too much of a baby to play against the second best left tackle in the league, Andrew Thomas. So he's going to be over there against Evan Neal, who's questionably good. He was pretty bad last year. He's had a good camp. He'll probably be solid this year. Micah Parsons might have a couple sacks because he's too much of a wimp to play against a real left tackle like Andrew Thomas. But I think the quick passing game to Darren Waller, to Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton might catch a couple deep balls against Trayvon Diggs' bum ass. Uh... Saquon Barkley is going to run for a, a good amount. I think the Giants win in a close game. 
the Cowboys hate is real in this in this it podcast. will never not be real like and the thing is crazy I, I didn't think I would ever be in the room where I hate the Cowboys the least but like I grew up with them beating Green Bay in the playoffs like four years in a row I hate them just as much as anybody but you all are like it's another level with you two so this last game though man this is the hardest game for me to figure out the Monday night game it's not really no <laughs> I don't think I don't so think so oh go ahead go ahead then uh I'm Bill's money line in the over I think Bill's I think it's gonna be like 35 21. That's it for me. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I'm completely... A semblance of a running game. I think James Cook might be solid this year. Uh, And I I don't know. I just think the Jets are all this noise. you got hard knocks. you got all of Aaron Rodgers' buddies coming over. I think they score a good amount of points. But I don't think they can keep up with the Bills. 35-21 Bills. uh, I'm confident in a different way, but... Get uh the lines at two and a half. Give me Jets plus two and a half, and I think it's, I think this is one of those games where you have, like you said, you have all the noise, but I think the Jets come in and they make a statement. That defense makes a statement, and Aaron Rodgers makes a statement, and I think it's a double digit win, ten plus points. Put me down for that, but it's I think it's Jets plus two and a half. I'm flirting with the over and under because. I think that defense is too good. I I just I'm not high on the Bills this season. I'll still take the over 45 and a half. I'll still take the over, but yeah, I got Jets plus two and a half. Yeah. Oh man. Diggs, Sauce Gardner, gonna be fun to watch. Aaron Rodgers and all that hype is a big deal, but the superstar of this team is going to be the defense. And I think this defense is, I think they're for real, for real. And Quinn and Williams is going to have a monster game. Sauce Gardner is going to have a monster year. Leadership like CJ Mosley, I think that helps out a ton. I don't think Buffalo's defense is good enough to offset the difference. So I'm going to take the Jets money line here. Then I'm going to take the over two. Um, I think this will be close. Give me 31-28 Jets. So I'm the only one with the Bills, with confidence in the Bills. Mm. I think everybody's – I don't even remember what my pick was for the preseason thing with the Bills playoffs. I'm back on the Bills train. If I was off of it, I don't remember. I think everybody's memory is how bad the Bills played in the playoff game against the Bengals. And that's them at their worst. And that's what's stuck in everybody's memory. So I think that's true. The Bills are, I mean, I think. But I think the other thing that offsets that for me is the Jets won seven games last year. Seven. True. With four quarterbacks that. Most of them aren't even going to take a snap anywhere. No one, none of them are starting anywhere. Joe Flacco's a hundred years old and won games <laughs> with them. Like, so then if you have a two-headed rushing model, 
on offense, star on defense. I I just think the Bills defense is the weakness of the four units that gives up too many points. And Rodgers with a chip on his shoulder is a different animal. And I don't know that they're going to, like, win a ton. I just think in this game, in this spot, in prime time, I do, one of those yeah, Josh yeah. Allen turnovers is going to cost him too much. I do I think. think the emotion of it being, like, 9-11 in New York will definitely play a factor. Like, I think – Should have been time stats. Yeah, no, it absolutely. You're right. It should that should have been the matchup for this one, but it's gonna be fun. I, I'm excited for that Monday night game. You guys have anybody going in any of your leagues? That's always fun when you got one going into Monday night. James Cook um, and Diggs. I just traded away Brees Hall, so no. Yeah, you did. But... All right, so we're going through the section here. Yeah, just so we can go over. Aaron, do you have the locks? Everyone's locks. I know. No, you- I've got the. I've got them. You got them. Okay, Gavin. Tyler's have- lock is Jags minus five against the Colts. Uh, he said minus a million actually. So, whatever the whatever points he wants to put there. Aaron's lock is uh Chargers versus Dolphins over fifty one. Is that what the line is for Barstool? Fifty one or is it fifty one and a half? Yeah, fifty one and a half. Fifty one yeah. and a half. And my lock was Bucks Vikings over 46 and a half. Yeah. Got our locks. Next, we've got our fantasy picks. One is a quarterback. Or are we doing one one wide receiver, one running back, one tight end? Okay. They all and have to be different. We'll do a snake draft. Standard PPR scoring. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Gavin, you go first. Okay. Okay, I'll go first. Um, with my, with the first pick of this little fantasy draft, I'm going to go with my tight end and I'm going to take, Ooh, now that I'm thinking about it, I thought I had a lock. No, actually I'm going to not, not going to do what I said. I'm going to wait and see if you guys take one to help me make the decision. Uh, give me Aaron Jones first pick in this Packers are going to have to run the ball a lot, short passes because their two receivers might be out. So Aaron Jones is what I'm going to say. Uh, I'm also trying, like, obviously there's chalk picks. Like, I could take some easy ones, but I'm going to go with, like, matchup-based fantasy matchups instead of just taking the number one player in fantasy, just to make it a little bit more fun. You guys don't have to do that, but I'm going to. Aaron? Yeah, so I, I have that plan, but I'm not going to. I'm going to take a chalk one here for my okay. – I'm going to take wide receiver – uh, and just because of the game, I'm taking Tyreek Hill. Dang. Yeah. I thought about it. I so, mean, I, I have him in my actual fantasy team, but. Yeah. I have other things for other picks, but like we said, that game could be 100 points. So I'll yeah. take Tyreek. Okay. Give me. Because I got the wraparound. So. I'm going to also go. A little bit of chalk here. I'll do my running back, and I'm going to take Austin Eckler. And then I'm going to go tight end here. Yeah, that's why I was I waiting for somebody to take a tight end. think he's going to have a monster game. Just a feeling in the testes that I've got. So I'm going to take Dallas Goddard here. Yep, we knew it. <laughs> yeah. I'm then going to take 
a running back. I've got Tyreek Hill. I'm going to take James Conner. Yeah, honestly, man, he's going to be good. He's the only weapon they have. Yeah, so I'll take Zach him. Ertz. Zach Ertz is still on that team. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my wide receiver is going to be uh, Keenan Allen in that same game with Tyreek Hill. And then my wraparound will be Mark Andrews. Hmm. So that leaves me with a tight end. <sighs> Tyler Higby. Yeah, it was between game. those were my top four were Andrews, Goddard, Higby, and I was flirting with the idea of taking Waller, but he might actually be injured, so we'll see. So my wide receiver, I'm gonna go with Garrett Wilson. So those are our fantasy picks, and we're going standard PPR scoring. Mm-hmm. Full yeah. PPR. Okay. Six-point touchdown, one-point reception, uh, one point for every 10 yards. That's pretty much all I need if we need for those guys. Yeah. And now Aaron is going to provide weekly trivia for Gavin and I, and we will keep score. I'm sure, Aaron, you're keeping score of that? Yep. Okay. Sure Aaron, am. what trivia do you have for us? Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to present a question to you. This week, the question has multiple answers. So you are going to get a point for every answer you get correctly. And I'm not going to tell you what they are, obviously, until both of you have given me answers. I am looking at a slide that shows the last time every NFC franchise, so the 16 NFC teams, produced an MVP. Wow. There are three teams who have never produced an MVP, who are they? This is all time? Yes. Do we just get, we get to name three and that's it? Or can we rattle off as many? No, you get to name three. And I like, tell me when you've locked it in. So if you're like talking it out to yourself, yeah. But I probably wouldn't talk it out out loud to not maybe give the other person a hint. So when you have your three, let me know, and we'll go from there. Do you have something to write them down on? Mm-hmm. Write them down and hold them up okay. so we don't change answers okay. based off something somebody else says. So I'll tell you on the set, on the count of three when you both say you're ready to turn them over uh, so I can see them. Deciding between a couple... This is harder than I thought it was going to be. I have one that I think is a lock. Yeah, when I saw this list, I, I that it kind of sparked this idea because There's I don't know if three? I would... is there yep. only three you said? Okay. Yep. That have never had an MVP. You you mean like MVP one? Like they won the MVP on that team, not like yes. they they had an MVP. And Correct. Then... Okay. Yes. That they some that that team doesn't have an NFL MVP. They might have won it for somebody else. Yeah. But okay. yep. Can I ask for a hint or no? No. 
Straight trivia. Ready? No, hold on. This last one I'm not sure about. I'm not sure of any of them. All right, on the count of three, show me your pieces of paper. One, two, three. Can't really. All right, Tyler says Eagles, Saints, Lions. And Gavin says Eagles, Saints, Commanders. Well, Tyler, sad day, bad day for you, bud. Norm Van Brocklin won the MVP for the Eagles in 1960. Wow. I thought he was. And he is their last winner. You guys are both correct on the Saints. Yeah. Uh, they have never had an MVP. The fact that Drew Brees never won an MVP there is yeah. kind of mind-blowing. Egregious. Um, so, what were – I? one of you had commanders. What was – Tyler, what was yours? Lions. Okay. I know Lions has because Barry, Barry Sanders, Sanders – Oh, that's right. Yeah. Barry Sanders actually shared an MVP with Brett Favre. Yeah. Oh. In in ninety seven. Um the Commanders, nineteen eighty three. Joe yeah, I, kn- I knew there was probably one of those old heads that has won. Yep. My other one was Cardinals. Never. Arizona's one that didn't. I thought it, yeah, that was my it was between Commanders and Cards. And then the last one is Tampa Bay. Really? Hmm. I thought yeah. one of those defensive years they had, for some reason, I felt like Tom Brady a couple of years ago, but I knew he didn't. But no. So as of now, you guys are each tied 1 1 on trivia, and we'll see you all next week. Now we oh, just have one our... question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. Gavin, who was the last Giants MVP? Lawrence Taylor. 1986. Yeah. Last Cowboys MVP? Who gives a shit? Yeah, somebody from the 90s. Emma Smith, 93. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're building our parlays. Or do you want to do a survivor pool real quick? I mean, it's just everybody pick a... So once you pick a team, you can't pick for the rest of the year. Basic survivor survivor team rules. Yep. We're going to do just single elimination, double elimination. Well, so that's that's the one thing I was going to ask, too. Do we want to do it to where everybody's out, or do we just want to tally it? Like, you, we can say this person lasted the longest, but then tally yeah. at the end of the year. Because with only three of us, yeah. this could be over this week. Yeah, true. So I think we might all have yeah. the same pick here. <laughs> Mine's commanders. I'm trying to find a reason not to pick them, honestly. I'm really just right. gonna go with the the idea of like who's playing the Cardinals that week. Plus it's my, Washington, so I, yeah, I'm taking Washington. Commandership. I'm 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 Ravens actually. I'm going Ravens. Okay. Tyler, you're Washington too. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Who, Tyler? Aim for the Bushes Parlay. Touchdown edition this week. We each got to give two. Who is your first touchdown parlay? And they have to all be plus money. I got to change a couple of mine. I had four written down, but I think at least two of them are minus money. 
All right. I wrote. I have six written down. Um, I wrote a couple extra down just in case you guys pick them, and I'm still trying to figure out who they are. My first is going to be J.K. Dobbins plus one ten. Yeah, he was one of mine for sure. Okay. Gavin, who do you have? Um, Yours. Uh, let's go ahead and write it up with the Ravens. I've got Lamar, Lamar Jackson. I think he is plus 135. Okay. A little bit of hesitation on that. Not a ton, but. I think they are going to pass it a lot, but if they get in the red zone, read option or scramble, I don't. I think he scores. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to leave Baltimore because we've already got two Baltimore Ravens. I I'm going to take, which I know this is sacrilegious to do this. Don't get mad at me, guys. Javante Williams, Denver. I've got him at plus 145. I think that he is going to get the ball a ton, and the Raiders are not going to be able to stop him. I don't like that a lot, but it's I'll take it. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, plus 105. He's plus money to yeah, score? That's what I'm saying. A lot of them are yeah. close. Uh, my uh, my second one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go two quarterbacks. Give me Jalen Hurts. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Give me just a second because I'm actually putting these in to kind of look at what it would be. Tyler, you said Tyreek. What did you say he was? Plus one hundred five. Yeah. That's that's insane. <laughs> Okay, and then Gavin, you took Tyler's boy. I'm going to go ahead and lock those in right now. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was plus 135 here on this app. So for me to close it up, I'm going to go Rashad White, and I've got him at plus 170 against Minnesota. And I think that's I think that's stealing candy from a baby. Like we talked about earlier, I, can't, I know Gavin had that as his lock for that to be an over. I think that's a huge high-scoring game. Tyler, I don't know where you were on that over-under, but I, I think there's the a ton of, ton of points there, and I think Rashad White will get one of those. So as it sits right now, as I pull this up, for me, a quick, simple $5 bet, that's me $875. What's the odds? What is that odds? Uh, uh, it's plus 17,396. Yeah. It's a, it's a lock, basically. That's a lock. Basically. <laughs> Done. And the nice thing about this, too, is 
we'll we'll uh we'll get to see um because i take this i do take this personally and i do want to be a better better uh i want to be a better better than both of you at the end of the year I'm like a, I think shooter. a personal pride thing there at the end so we'll tally those up other guys i was looking at real quick i wrote these down brian robinson was the other guy that was really hard for me yeah. for the he, i got him at plus 130 joe mixon was plus 115 Jamal Williams for the Saints plus one forty. Yeah, he was my he was my other guy. Like all he does is find the end zone, and then uh, if you want to take a little bit harder shot, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks was plus two thirty five. Yeah, whoever the tight end for the Cowboys is, Jake Ferguson. I yeah. almost bet that too because the Giants can never cover Cowboys tight ends. And Dak Prescott loves to throw to his tight end. So yeah. Justin but. Jefferson is plus one hundred five. <laughs> Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen is plus one forty. I mean, we're just we're giving the listeners free money right now, basically. Yeah. So here's the thing: <laughs> throw five, throw ten on that six touchdown parlay. It's gonna hit. We're gonna be one for one. I'm throwing no 10. questions asked. One thousand seven hundred forty-nine. Yeah, locking it in. Done. So here's the other question: What are you guys gonna do with that once you win it? Tyler's got a baby on the way. Um, I don't, Gavin. I don't know what you spend. If money I on. won seventeen hundred dollars on a bet, I'm going to put a thousand dollars of it into a savings account, and for the rest of the seven hundred is going to be my betting money for the rest of this year. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin's all that means. All that means. Here's the worst. Here's the worst thing. If you win a lot of money on like the one o'clock games on Sunday, all that means is your bets are crazier yeah. for the later slate games. Yeah. That's free. So, They're free bets at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm hoping I got a good week one like I did last year. I won $1,000 in like five days, six days last year. And then it just all went downhill. Do we have uh, we have anything else? Nope. Um, Thanks. So. How are you guys feeling about your fantasy matchups in our Aim for the Bushes League? I'm going to smoke Landon. He played Sky more last night. Dude, I'm playing Joe. He's starting Rashad Penny because Jonathan Taylor's not playing. His other running back is Cam Akers. It's who did he tough. start for Kelsey? He put in who did he get? Tyler Higby. So that'll he'll be good. Yeah, I think Higby will be good. But yeah. I've got I have um Drew and he actually has a decent team. So he's got Allen and Diggs, AJ Brown, Jameer Gibbs played last night. He's got Khalil Herbert, who I think is going to have a game. So we'll see. Chris Godwin, he traded for I, Allen. He did not. He did not draft Allen. He traded for him. I know. Still, he's playing four Buffalo Bills. Though. Yeah, that's that's no way. That's actually that's borderline dumb. Allen and Diggs is a good well, play, but then he's got the kicker and their defense. Oh, I think the kicker's not bad, but the defense is might be risky. Yeah, but I mean, if you're starting a kicker and the quarterback, you're almost like if your quarterback's having a good game, it's almost going to take away from your kicker. Right. Unless you just have a huge high-scoring game. I don't know. But I'm still I'm I'm slated to win. I'm projected to win by 15 in that league. I had Mahomes in Montgomery last night. Mahomes got me 20 and a half and Montgomery got me 13.4. Montgomery had an okay game. Yeah. I wish yeah. he would have just got some like a couple of catches in like 
honestly, 100 yards would have been nice with 21 carries. But outlook last night was not good for Jameer Gibbs. I don't think they. I I kind of hate how Dan Campbell used them because it was like uh-huh. he would put Gibbs in for one play and then take him out. He would put Montgomery in for one play and then take him out. He let neither one of them get a rhythm. Towards the end, Montgomery stayed in a lot and got a rhythm, but there was like no. I think he no. should give them a drive. Like, here, if this is your drive, you have the whole drive, and then vice versa. Aminro had a nice showing for me. Yeah. Let me see here. It's going to be fun, boys. I'm so ready. It kind of stinks, man, that you live so far away because Tyler and I are going to be watching these games together. So I'm going to try to I'm going to try to make a make a trip up so I can at least watch the Thursday game with you guys at P-Dubs. Yeah, don't come during October, though. I'll just tell you that October's going to be a rough month. Tyler's having a baby. I'm gone for a week. (laughs) So. All right. Although. It's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. 